0: to Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos and shame around sex, intimacy and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real, juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people, then stay tuned and let's get into it. Hello and welcome
1: to part two of this episode. In this part, we're going to head into talking about holding space for each other, communication, leading with vulnerability to build trust and the lessons that we learned from this most recent play party hope you enjoy how do you know if someone if you can trust someone to be vulnerable with them
2: I mean a, a play party is such an extreme example you know like yeah. like a play party is such an extreme <laughs> example and I don't know if a lot of listeners are going to relate to you know what's happening at a play party and of course we do have probably a lot of kinksters play party visitors listening but I can imagine there's a lot of people who Generally, just want to know more about vulnerability um, in a like more um, day to day, day to day life. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think I think that just when I when I talk to someone and I share something that's feeling really edgy for me, and you know, I'm already like on the brink of crying and have my eyes welling up, and if this person is being gentle and listening and doesn't try to help me they just mm. listen they just they're just there and they they might not and you know they might say things like oh yeah and like that must feel shit or that's that's real difficult and you know just kind of taking it in rather than giving me feedback on it because um, mm. i didn't ask for feedback at that moment and might not want to have any feedback um i think that's also a really big part that makes me feel welcome you know like i'm this person is not giving me any of their wisdom that i might not be able to receive because i'm just so wired Mm. you know being in this real difficult situation um yeah but i i I do have practice with that as well outside of play parties you know like i go to a men's circle once a month and we come just together as as brothers talking um about what's going on for us with just men.
1: Yeah, that's a um, huge, huge part of it. And you did the Mankind Project, right?
2: Um, yeah, there's a progr- program called Mankind Project or MKP, which is it's called an adventure weekend. And it's basically an initiation into manhood for men. Any age, um, age range in there is huge. When I did it, the youngest person was 18 and the oldest was in their 70s but yeah it it is a gateway for for men to learn how to feel triggers or how to feel vulnerability and then express that and then transform it in in a process to um, heal that because because when we're triggered by something that's usually attached to a trauma that we have um, attached to us and if we can because when the trigger brings that trauma up to the surface. So we, if we can um, look at that, and that's like just turn, literally turning your head out of the sun, turning around so you, you can see your shadow. If you've got your head already always turned into the sun, all you see is light. That's cool. But you're not going to see your shadow. So it's kind of just as like turning around, have a good look at yourself, and... Yeah, just get real because we all have shadows attached to ourselves and men have huge shadows attached. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much healing that needs to happen and so much stuff that we carry on our shoulders that weighs weighs us down and that makes us come up with excuses why we can fuck up this planet. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Um, So I think men stepping up and looking at themselves and saying, hey, I've got a good chunk of shit attached to myself and I want to learn how to transform that into compost, into fertile soil to grow fruits and vegetables. Um, That's my philosophy around that. Um, I call it my emotional compost. Um, (laughs) And... um, yeah, like it just kind of helps, not just transforming humans, but because the planet is an expression of, of us. It's our home to help heal the earth because um, we all, you know, there's 7.6 billion people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Half of them-ish are men. Yeah, I think we can we can help a big deal if we all have a better look at our emotional well-being and learn how to transform that by um for ourselves with other people yeah
1: and just so some of so some of the ways you've done this obviously in relationship you've learned a lot of this from the women in your life men's work like men's circles mankind project is there anything else that's really helped you because as you said you weren't allowed you you weren't supported really in in being vulnerable and expressing your emotions in a healthy way as a young man and child so is there anything else that you've done that anyone listening could could also look into or you also see a therapist
2: um, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm working with a somatic therapist. Um, he's not in the country at the moment, but
1: so that, somatic just that's like body work, yeah. bringing you into your body, yeah. healing trauma, pain, bringing yeah. things. You know.
2: Yeah. So the yeah. idea is that the trauma is stored in the body, and by bringing our awareness into the body, we can. Bring this trauma up to the surface, look at it, and then work with it to transform it. Because
1: um, yeah. talk therapy, a lot of the time, <clears throat> can only get people so far, I think. Or I know for me, it's only gotten me so far and needing, getting into my body. I think embodiment um, can be like a term that can be really difficult to get your head around yeah. and can take um, a lot of actual... Going. Like workshops is another thing, right? Workshops at festivals or... Yeah, just places where people
2: get together with the intention to learn how to have a look at yeah. yourself. Yeah. It's 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 tough. Like there's, It's it's real tough. And not everyone can afford going to festivals. Not everyone can afford a therapist. But I think to just set some intentions with your mates, um, with your bros, to yeah have conversations and and you know like you can ask hey can i just have a vent like i've got this thing going on and it's bugging me and it's in my head and i can't focus on anything else i would just like to vent to you i don't need you to respond to it i don't need any feedback right now i just want you to listen and for like if someone can just listen without judgment and if they if they like, because that's what happens a lot of times. People just want to give you feedback because
0: mm, they fixing, they like, want to fix. Help yeah, they you fix. feel like
2: they have this wisdom available, and mm. you know they might have been in a different situation in a similar situation, and they want to it, like. It's a general, genuine gesture to give feedback, but it's not always helpful. I appreciate feedback, but I want to ask for it. Yeah, that's I to, so I want to. I want to. I want to tell people when I want feedback on my situation, um, because if I'm just talking to someone and they already think about what feedback they can give me, they're not listening mm. fully, and I can feel that, and then I feel judged, and mm. then I can't be fully vulnerable. See, so it's real important for me to set this intention that when I want to be vulnerable, and it doesn't matter if that's with a man or with a woman, but a lot of times I can be more vulnerable. With men sharing things that women might not be able to relate to because they're not men. If I can just ask someone to listen, and that's how we do it in our men's circle, we go through a round of sharing and everyone is just sharing um, one by one and everyone else is quiet and just Mm -hmm. listens. And if the person, if the first round of sharing, when that's over, um, we maybe do a second round and then people who want feedback or advice on their situation they can put their hand up and then the whole group can respond mm. if they want to and that's helpful but um i really um can't appreciate and i mean i do it myself a lot of everyone times. Does, yeah. this. I do it does this everybody does this right I'm offers like, offers advice yeah. and
1: wisdom and oh have yeah, you yeah, tried yeah. this and yeah. maybe if you just did this all your problems would go away and yeah. blah 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 yeah
2: <laughs> But yeah, feel free to call people out. Like if, yes. if someone is giving you advice and you I just, just want, want them to, you listen to listen right now, yep. tell them. It's like, hey, I appreciate you wanting to help me right now, but I would love if you could just listen to me.
1: And I think that's we can also switch that around. And if someone is being vulnerable with you, I've found what's worked for me. And I've have been a, I, I've been, yeah, I've done this so, so, so many times and I still do it now. I still offer advice to people sometimes when they're sharing with me. But something I've really tried to practice and that I've noticed really helps is that when some, someone is sharing vulnerably with me, I, I, I pay attention to my breathing. So I take a lot of slow, deep belly breaths. And sometimes even just a sigh, like, hmm, can really help relax your own nervous system and help relax their nervous system to allow them to open more. And then I find when someone's sharing, uh, when when there's a, a long pause or something, rather than stepping in with the advice, I just ask, is there more? Hmm. Is, is there any more?
2: Hmm.
1: Can you say more? Is there anything else you'd like to share? And actually just keep saying that until the person is complete. Yeah. Then, as the person listening, you could ask, is there anything you need? Are you interested in feedback or advice or do you just want me to to hold you and listen right now and hold the space? I think it's much easier for the person listening to offer these things than it is for the person sharing to ask for them. Just because you're the one feeling so vulnerable in that moment, it can be difficult. It's, It's a good practice and it's something that you develop. But if this is something that's new to you, yeah, it can be quite difficult to say, to ask someone to just listen because we feel like when someone starts offering our offering advice, we should listen.
0: Yeah.
1: But actually it can, it can do more harm a lot of the time than it can good. And actually it can shut people down Mm. because I know if I'm sharing vulnerably with someone and they start offering me advice, they actually don't know how, long i've been dealing with this problem or how many different things i've tried to solve it so when people start throwing answers at me it can be really frustrating and make me shut down and not want to share anymore because it's like you actually just don't understand this is so much bigger than what i'm sharing right now and to constantly have yeah answers thrown at me can be really triggering yeah because if
2: if you if i'm listening to someone and they share something that's They share some vulnerability with me. They, You know, if they've got got a problem and they want to share it with me and I'm trying to listen, but if I'm already thinking about the advice I can give and I get excited about, oh, I've got the answer to your problems, um, (laughs) I'm making it about myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not Trying to make yourself feel better, hey, by offering an answer. Yeah, I'm already planning how I can feed my ego by helping someone solving their problem instead of, actually giving them what they need, which is just someone to listen.
1: Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, the only other thing maybe might be worth mentioning that, you know, if you've got something that you really want to share or be vulnerable about, but you're sh- that, but you're really struggling to do that with someone, se- actually setting an intention and setting up the space for the sharing can be really good. Hey, like rather than um, something that's happened between us is, that we, when we had a conflict not too long ago, you got some advice from a relationship coach
0: mm-hmm.
1: on how to set up the space yeah. for for a conversation that's going to be tender and potentially triggering and difficult and, yeah. you know, painful. Yeah. Um, actually checking in with a person yeah. and finding a time that suits you both, not just yeah. throwing things at them when yeah. as soon as it comes out, I think- it comes up.
2: Asking for help is also a piece of vulnerability. Oh if, yes. If I if I just know and I don't have all the answers yeah. to the problems that I'm facing, and no one has all the answers, but that there is people who are really good and maybe in professionals at helping people with their problems, and um, I have a friend that is a relationship coach, and I felt comfortable approaching him with a problem. Um, on a Facebook group, which is called the um, Relationship Garage, if you want to check it out, you can you can apply and join. And um, yeah, it's a group of people helping each other with problems around relationships. And everyone has problems within their relationships. And it's awesome that there is a group of people um, who would like to just support each other and who allow people to reach out, or um, also to just yeah offer space to listen to someone who's got some thing that needs to come off their shoulders. Um, And that just really helped me. But I know um, his name is Hamish. Um, We're going to check in with him if it's okay to mention his name. Um, And he, I've known him for for a long time. I went through the MKP um, um, weekend with him And yeah, he's just a genuine dude who likes to help people and I felt really comfortable approaching him and he gave me some real good advice that made the conversation, opening the conversation Mm. and then leading the conversation very easy.
1: Yeah, I can't say enough what a huge weight it is off my shoulders when you ask for help from other people. Because I know that in relationship, like for me in the past with relationship, it's been a case of I'm the only person he can talk to about this stuff. And so when that's the case, it's like the entire burden of fixing anything going on in the relationship is on me. Mm. And I know a lot of people can feel like this. And I think with men struggling to ask for help and struggling to talk to anyone, it puts a lot of the burden on us to do all the work, but like that time that we had that conflict and you phoned one of your friends and had a chat with him. And then you also asked this relationship coach for advice. Like it's huge. It makes me feel so safe knowing that you have people who you can talk to who are going to actually help you as well. Like people that, that are, that are going to give you some, some really healthy support and, some good advice it's essential you we the two of us cannot do this all alone and having your own massive support network or at least a few people that you can open up and be vulnerable with about what's going on in your relationship is essential yeah i just i don't i don't think you can sustain a, a relationship when you can't talk to anyone outside of the relationship Like real talk, tell them really what's going on, Mm. you know. I think that, yeah, that's been a huge help for me with us. And like it still surprises me when you ask for help from other people. I'm like, whoa, okay, Mm. awesome.
2: (laughs) But I haven't always had this huge pool of people. No. That I can choose from. Who do I want to help me today?
1: (laughs) (laughs) How did you create that?
2: Um, That's a great question. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, how did you get to a place where you even have people you can open up to because i know there's so many men i've spoken to that don't have anyone in their life they can actually open up to like that i think
2: it also has to do with vulnerability yeah. if i can be vulnerable to, vulnerable with another human we build a connection yeah mm. if I can be vulnerable with my friend. They might feel safe to be vulnerable with me. Mm. So one time I receive help from someone, they might think about me Mm -hmm. asking for help, and then I can be there for them. Um, And then, you know, like, that's. I think generally building relationships with people, vulnerability is, it's a thing, because it makes people, like, if, if someone comes to me asking for help or listening or... You know, like I feel they trust me. Yeah, and it's it like trust is the foundation of of healthy relationships. It's trust, which is created by honesty. And if I'm honest with people about what's going on in in my life, then then they trust that I that I have good intentions. Mm. That I that I that I share the things that are going on for me. And it doesn't matter. Like I'm working with a friend on a project at the moment and he um there has been some changes on the team and he was letting me know about it and asking me how i feel about it and i'm like well i was comfortable with what the team was like before and i'm not comfortable as much anymore and he's asked me about how i feel about it and i gave him an honest answer and then he's coming back to me oh that complicates things now it's like well I'm sorry about that, but you asked me for an answer for your question and I am someone who gives honest answers. And, you know, like I'm happy to have conversation to make things work for all of us, but I think it was important for me to show that I was not comfortable with how things were changed. And I'm thankful that he's offered me the question how I feel about it. Um, and I think it... Again, creates another space for our relationship that we have, your friends and workmates um, for us to be vulnerable because mm. it came up, and I'm like, "Hey, cool, thanks for asking how I feel about it, but I don't actually feel great about it
1: that's right, yeah, <laughs> I think as well as like it's almost this so you so you need to trust someone to be vulnerable, but you also need to be vulnerable to build trust. Mm. So there is a sense of leadership that needs to happen here yeah. where the you need to be the first one sometimes. Yeah. You might need to be the first one to be vulnerable and yeah. just be really brave and you're probably going to be sweating and it your heart's going to be racing and yeah. it's going to be really, really fucking hard the first few times or maybe for some months or years it's going to be hard. Yeah. But the more you practice, the easier it gets. Yeah. It just gets easier and easier and it's never going to be easy probably but like it's it with practice you'll be able to i've i find i can be open and vulnerable with more and more people regardless Mm. you know even if i don't fully know them that well i'm just so feeling so much safer in my own vulnerability that i can share and be open and vulnerable with people i barely know and it creates a very fast connection like within Knowing this person for for minutes or a half an hour or an hour, we're connected on mm. a much deeper level than we not than normally happens because I can be vulnerable. Yeah, like something that happened recently. I want to share this and maybe we'll get around to wrapping up. But we were at, we went out to dinner with friends, right? And this is a group of people who are all generally pretty comfortable being open and have put some of them are professionals in facilitating workshops that help with vulnerability and communication and connection and all these things. And yet we were all sitting there and all kind of having the general small talk kind of banter chit chat. Mm. And one of our friends just like, you know, dinged the glass and was like, cool, this is beautiful.
2: I want to know what's really going on. (laughs) What's
1: really going on? Like, besides all the small talk and the chit-chat, let's go around the circle and let's hear what's really going on for you right now. And she started it and shared vulnerably about what was going on for her, which opened up the space. So there's the leadership right there, you Mm -hmm. know. This is what I want right now. Here's me putting myself out there. And then everyone else. like, And wasn't it fucking so... Just like different and raw to the energy that was happening before. The energy was all this lighthearted, chitter-chatter, laughter. And then all of a sudden, deep, everyone just shared something that was really going on for them. And it was normally like it made you – it gave you this like – much wider perspective of this person mm. like oh I see so much more of you yeah. now it de- definitely and it builds empathy
2: yeah it definitely made me feel closer yeah I felt more connected t- to
1: everyone yeah. there and I had more empathy for everyone there more understanding and felt like I understood more of what was going on for them and like it's made me feel like I want to support them all more in different ways and connect with them mm. more and it's just like you know, Yay. Yay. Like, that's fucking awesome. And and you can do this at any moment with your friends, you know, if you're in a group and you're having a usual chit-chat.
2: Yeah, just, just bang your hand on the table. Be the stone. one. <laughs> be
1: the one to be like, hey, what's really going on? And then be the one to f- share first. And mm. you'll be amazed what might come out, I think. Yeah. And it's something I definitely want to do more
2: Yeah, of. I think that's a big part of as well. Like, if you make a suggestion like this, you've got to be the first be person the to leader. share. Because you can set the... Yes, you, you can, can set, set the, the tone. vibe. You know, yeah. you can you can set the tone, and if you can drop deep into what's going on for you, people will follow and go like, "Whoa, this this was pretty deep," and I might share share something that maybe not quite as deep, but still on a level that's um, yeah. reasonable um, for everyone to really get a sense of what's going on for you. Because so many times we, and I mean, I'm not saying I hate small talk, but if you it's if not very spend,
1: fulfilling.
2: It's definitely more fulfilling to to hear what what people struggle, yeah. at, what, what what brings them joy in their lives over the last few weeks. What you know, like what their visions are, mm. and 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 yeah. Sometimes I just don't want to hear about the weather.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no. And like even in that in that group, and with some much of the practice I've had, I still didn't really share what. Well, my deepest vulnerabilities because we were in a public space in a restaurant and I just wasn't feeling quite able to really, really share like some of the deeper stuff going on with me, but I still shared some. And, you know, we also made the space for people to opt out and not share. And there was one person that that wasn't able to share in that way. And that's cool, you know, and uh, it, but it, but it plants the seed anyway. Even if there's some people in that group or even if you're the only person to share and no one else wants to, you have planted a seed Mm. that it's okay to be vulnerable and you can do this again and again and again and eventually people will open up. Yeah. Because people want to, deep down, people do want to, people want this, but it's like, but it's just, we have to get through all the social conditioning and all the politeness and, oh, just one thing I want to say. There's two more things I want to say and then we'll finish up. Two more things. One thing that I heard on a podcast recently was um, someone who works with uh, women. What what, what
2: podcast was it?
1: Um, It's just a brand new one and I I can't remember, but I'll I'll mention it in the show notes because I can't remember the name of it. Um, And they said, yeah, I'll I'll link the episode because it was actually a really awesome episode. And she said when she's working with a client, she'll say, uh, so what's going on for you? Um, How are you feeling about something? And the person will share. And then she'll say, and now, now tell me what's going on for you, but don't be so polite. What if you weren't so polite about sharing what's going on for you? And then that opens up spaces for people to be like, you know, a bit more raw. And I just think that's really... Really useful as well. Yeah, I like
2: that. Because if we feel like we have to be polite, we probably want to protect other people's feelings because we think we're too much and we can't share all the things that are going on. So we try to be polite and contain ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, There's also, you know, depends on that. You need a very safe space if you're really going to let all your darkness out. One more thing I want to talk about before we go (laughs) is I want to go to that conversation that we had the morning after the play party and a couple of the th- things that we learned for next time because I think that's really – I think it's really interesting. Mm. Like, for instance
2: – Do you want me to share?
1: If you'd like to, yeah. Okay,
2: okay. Um, so, the day after the play party, um, a lot of things happened. I've experienced um, Mercy interacting with a man for the first time and in the morning after the party, I still felt – although I did find closure with the dude, um, we had a lot of chats um, right after – but then we also getting tired and we just wanted to go to bed. And in the morning I woke up and I felt very tr- easily triggered and caught up in my head a lot. And there was all these like emotions in my head that um, were confusing. And I could definitely not see the light um, in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just felt like real heavy and dark. I didn't want it to be around anyone, so I went outside, and it was real nice because it was raining and it was all cloudy, and it was yeah, it was kind of just fitting my mood. So um, I'm getting really good at crying these days,
0: <laughs>
2: which comes with practicing um, like everything else, um, which is just a normal way of releasing emotions. So I sat on deck. And I had a bit of a cry. And yeah, I kind of just gave myself the space to to process and, and declutter the mess that's been floating around in my head. Johanna's landlord was there and we had a chat. And yeah, he was fucking vulnerable, sharing some things about his um, early days of um, exper- experimenting. And I told him about some things about the play party. And he was... He was listening. He was just listening to me, you know, and, you know, we were having a conversation. It was going back and forth, but I felt like he was just there, and I was genuinely... And I came there with the intention to write things down, but I didn't end up doing a lot of writing because um, what I got from um, from the dude sitting there was what I, what I needed, and then I could go back into the room um, with Mercy and Johanna and explain exactly... Or have a go at explaining what's been going on. Because I didn't feel so raw anymore. Like I could find some, yeah, I could calm myself down a little bit and take a breather. And yeah, then I could just tell both of you what's been happening for me and what my insecurities were around the situation. And um, that's when I told you that I would have loved support from both of you or Mm. to spend some time just with you. Um, that's when I could reflect back on what happened the night before and then think about what, like, yes, I did get help, but could I have done it in a different way so that I could have felt even better and maybe turned it around so that I could have felt like I could have had lots of fun at the play party? Because after I've seen you, I I didn't feel sexy anymore. Um, It was impossible for me to get turned on. Um, so I was kind of just having conversations with people who are like being held. You know that's what happened for me for the rest of that night um and I was wondering to myself, i was thinking is there would it would there have been ways for me to turn it around in such a way, and that's just how I can improve on my situations of obviously I felt like I did well um considering um but for for next time because um we will very likely be in a situation like this again and um yeah how can i make sure that i feel safe when you express yourself mm. that way um and um yeah i could give it some reflection and could share with both of you what's been happening and how i would like to maybe handle this situation differently next time
1: yeah and i think we from that learning so johanna and i were holding space for you while you were sharing Mm. and that was really beautiful and i think we both really felt very special to be able to do that
2: and then you were like whoa he's a man but he's so vulnerable (laughs) i think i think you're just
1: sick of hearing that eh? i you're just over it okay let's stop johanna we're not complimenting him on his vulnerability anymore Um, so one lesson that we learned in regards to how we want to better manage ourselves at the next play party is we decided that when we do these things together, that our three way relationship is the priority. Hmm. And so when we're in these spaces, if one of us needs support, we we come together to support that person. It's a genuine, something's really coming up for me. I need support. And we've made the agreement that regardless of what each of us is doing, the relationship is the priority and we will stop what we're doing and support this person. Right? Mm. Yeah. I just think that's useful information to to share that that's how we're going to go into the next party. And any of the people that we are interacting with will already know the situation that we're in because that's another agreement that we made, that when we're interacting with someone new that we introduce them to each other, to our partners, and we let them know the situation so that if, while I'm interacting with someone, you or Johanna needed support, this person's already prepared for the fact that that might need to happen. Mm and that's you know like that's again just a lot of communication happening so that if either one of us ever needs support we all we we all do that yeah. and i think that's a really helpful way that yeah. we can feel safe in the in future situations where we're all doing such an edgy thing together
2: yeah because although you go to a play party and you might set intentions to interact with other people you're still in a relationship when you go it with your partner yeah and ultimately you want me to be comfortable. Yeah. If there's ways for you to help me
1: absolutely get comfortable,
2: you want to offer that to me. Yeah. And um I think that's what that that was the lesson for me. That yeah you ultimately felt like you wanted to be there for me. Yes. But I yeah. was declining because I f didn't want it to feel selfish.
1: Right, exactly. And yeah. that was some that was why we all know we all the three of us know how difficult it is to make uh, to make anything about you, you know, like it's so difficult to come and say, actually, I just need some time where it's about me and I get support. That's so fucking hard to do that. So, th- so the reason that we've made this agreement going forward that as soon as someone is needing support, we just automatically it's default that we both support them. Hmm. We've kind of made it the default action so that that person doesn't need to, you know, in their most vulnerable moments say, I need both of you now and it needs to be all about me, you know, cause it's such a difficult thing to do. So we would just kind of put that default automatic reaction in place for mm. next time. So that was a really big lesson that we learned. And if I had known, if you had been able to tell me about how you were feeling, I would have been so happy to, to slow things down with this other man and give you that support. But you know, we just have to practice that communication. Yay, (coughs) we did it. (laughs) I think that is plenty of vulnerable sharing from us both Mm -hmm. for the day. Yeah, I'm hungry. (laughs) I'm tired now. (laughs) I'm sweaty and tired. Um, Yeah, hope you enjoyed that, everyone. Thank you for listening and catch you next time. Yeah. 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 Reach out
2: out to your bros. Oh, um, yeah. Connect with each other. Be um, the leader. Be the leader. Be vulnerable. Take responsibility and, um, yeah, ask people to listen to you.
1: Yes, yes. And And if you have anything, uh, like any topics you want me to cover or other things that you want um, David and I to discuss, for instance, or things you want to know about our relationship, then please ask because I really want – I really want a listener question <laughs> this is like this is me being vulnerable right now but i like something that really excite excited me about having a podcast was eventually having listeners write in and ask me a question that i can answer on the podcast yeah i don't know why but that just really excites me it
2: is very exciting it is exciting isn't
1: yeah. it i've had listeners write in and give me feedback which i'm so so grateful for it makes me so happy um, and I really thank you for that. I just, yeah, I would also love to hear a question. Maybe you can time. read
2: out some of the feedback next time.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe I should. Yeah. yeah, I don't like it when other podcasts do that. Why? <laughs> it annoys like, me.
2: Oh, so- I don't
1: care about your feedback. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're just
2: happy that someone really appreciates and them I'm and I'm happy lets them for know. them.
1: I'm, I am so happy for them that they're getting positive feedback. But I don't need to hear the ins and outs of the positive feedback, you know, like I'm happy for them. But I, but I do love to hear when a listener sends in a question and they answer it. This is my preference. It's my podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> this was Nude with Mercy J. If you'd like to support me in bringing you more delicious content, then please do click the link in my bio or go to redcircle.com nude slash donations. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback about this episode, then please do contact me at nudepodcastnz at gmail.com.